Hi, welcome to On This Day in Tudor History with me, Claire Ridgway. Today I'm taking you back to the reign of Queen Elizabeth I for On This Day in Tudor History, the 24th of November, 1572. The Scottish clergyman, famous reformer, royal chaplain and founder of Presbyterianism, John Knox, died at his home in Edinburgh as his wife read aloud from Paul's first letter to the Corinthians. He was buried in the cemetery of St Giles's Cathedral, Edinburgh, where he'd served as a minister. Knox is known for bringing the Protestant Reformation to the church in Scotland. But let me tell you a bit more about this Scottish clergyman. John Knox was born in around 1514 at Giffordgate in Haddington, and he was the son of William Knox, whose family had served the Earls of Bothwell for many years. His mother's maiden name was Sinclair, a name that Knox used when he needed to go into hiding. Knox studied at St Andrew's University under John Mayer before entering the church and becoming ordained in the late 1530s. It is not known when Knox became a Protestant, but he was good friends with George Wishart, who was burnt at the stake for his Protestant faith in 1546. Knox went into hiding following Wishart's execution, as he was known to be friends with the martyr. Knox was also influenced by Heinrich Bullinger and John Calvin, whom he met while in exile in Geneva during Mary I's reign. Although Knox is linked primarily with Scotland, he ended up spending a few years in England following his forced service on the galleys of a French fleet which captured St Andrew's Castle, where he was chaplain, in 1547. He was released in February 1549 and took refuge in England, where King Edward VI was on the throne. He settled in Berwick-upon-Tweed, preaching there for two years, and it's thought that he met his wife Marjorie Bowes at this time, becoming betrothed to her. Marjorie, or Margaret, was the daughter of Robert Bowes, captain of Norham Castle. In 1551, he moved to Newcastle, preaching at the Church of St Nicholas, before moving on to London and working as a royal chaplain and preaching in front of King Edward VI. Knox refused the office of Bishop of Rochester, seeing it as a political office, and also refused the living of All Hallows Bread Street in London, which would have put him under the Bishop of London's authority. He kept his post royal chaplain and was sent to the counties of Buckinghamshire and Kent to preach in June 1553. Following the death of his king and the accession of the Catholic Mary I, Knox chose to stay away from London and travelled north. He then decided that it was safer to go into exile. He spent time in Geneva and Frankfurt before heading to Scotland to marry his fiancée Marjorie. It is thought that the couple married in 1556. They had two sons before Marjorie died in 1560. On his return to Scotland, Knox toured the country, preaching to underground churches. He was called to Edinburgh in May 1556 to answer charges of heresy. But he was accompanied by so many important supporters that a trial did not go ahead. In September 1556, he went into exile once more in Geneva, where he'd been elected as a minister. This time, he was accompanied by his wife and her mother. His and Marjorie's two sons were born there in 1557 and 1558, and Knox enjoyed his time in Switzerland, preaching to his congregation and writing. At Mary I's death in November 1558, many of the exiles in Geneva headed back to England, and in January 1559, 
Knox chose to travel to Scotland, not being welcome in England following the publication in 1558 of his work, The First Blast of the Trumpet Against the Monstrous Regiment of Women, in which he attacked women rulers. Elizabeth I was not impressed. He landed at Leith in May 1559 and became minister at St Andrews in autumn 1559. In early August 1560, Knox was involved in drawing up the Scots Confession, which was approved by Parliament, who also abolished the jurisdiction of the Pope in Scotland, forbade the celebration of Mass, condemned doctrine and practice which did not adhere to the Reformed faith, and asked Knox and other Reformist ministers to organise the new Scottish Kirk, or Church. Knox and his fellow ministers drew up the Book of Discipline, but Parliament delayed overruling on it because Mary, Queen of Scots, was due to come back to Scotland. Over the next three years, Knox was summoned into Mary's presence five times, accused of inciting rebellion and speaking against her. He was lucky to escape charges of treason. In December 1560, Knox's wife Marjorie died, and in March 1564... 50-year-old Knox married 17-year-old Margaret Stewart, daughter of his friend Andrew Stewart. The marriage was very happy, with Margaret acting as his secretary. The couple had three daughters together. After Lord Darnley's Protestant supporters murdered Mary's secretary, David Rizzio, in March 1566, Knox fled to Kyle in Ayrshire, where he worked on his History of the Reformation in Scotland. Darnley's subsequent murder and Mary's marriage to Bothwell, the chief suspect in Darnley's murder, led to divisions in the Protestant nobles as they tried to figure out what to do. Mary was eventually forced to abdicate and was imprisoned in Loch Leven Castle, while James Stuart acted as regent for Mary's infant son, James VI. Mary was eventually forced to abdicate and was imprisoned in Loch Leven Castle, while James Stuart acted as regent for Mary's infant son, James VI. On the 29th of July 1567, John Knox preached in Stirling at the coronation of James VI and started preaching against Mary, even pushing for her execution. On the 23rd of January 1570, James Stuart was assassinated and his successor, Matthew Stuart, 4th Earl of Lennox, was shot dead a year later. On the 30th of April 1571, all enemies of the Queen were ordered by the Controller of Edinburgh to leave the city. However, Knox knew the Controller and so was offered the option of staying in Edinburgh as a captive in the castle. Knox refused this offer and left the city on the 5th of May to travel to St Andrews. After the truce of July 1572, he was able to return to Edinburgh and he preached there at St Giles's until his death at 11pm on the 24th of November, 1572. His wife, Margaret, nursed him through his final illness and Knox made his will in May, 1572, naming Margaret and their daughters as executors. Margaret read to him from the New Testament as he lay dying, reading Paul's first letter to the Corinthians. Knox was laid to rest in the churchyard of St Giles's in Edinburgh, in a funeral attended by Scotland's new regent, James Douglas, 4th Earl of Morton. Knox's works include the 1555, a faithful admonition unto the professors of God's truth in England, which was an attack on the Catholic Mary I and her regime. 
I'll give you a link to my video on that work so you can find out more. But in it, he called Mary an incestuous bastard for turning England away from the Protestant faith. And he stated that she was worse than Jezebel. He also wrote the famous 1558, the first blast of the trumpet against the monstrous regiment of women, which I mentioned earlier, and in which he attacked women rulers such as Mary I and Mary of Guise. His other works include his five-volume work, The History of the Reformation in Scotland, which he wrote between 1559 and 1566. I'll also give you a link to read the works of John Knox online at archive.org if you're at all interested in reading his works. Tomorrow, I'll be talking about a lawyer, diplomat and administrator who was involved in helping protect Archbishop Cranmer from a plot against him. Do make sure you're subscribed, just click there, and that you've hit the bell to find out more about him. Also on this day in Tudor history, Saturday the 24th of November 1487, the coronation procession of Elizabeth of York, Queen Consort of King Henry VII, the first Tudor monarch, took place in London. Elizabeth of York's coronation was scheduled for the next day. She'd become queen in January 1486, but her coronation had been postponed due to pregnancy and trouble with the Cornish rebels and Perkin Warbeck. Finally, King Henry VII's wife and the mother of little Prince Arthur could be crowned queen. You can find out all about her coronation procession, what Elizabeth wore, who was involved and what happened in last year's video. You'll find a link to that in the description. Thank you for listening to this podcast. I do hope you enjoyed it. And don't forget to subscribe so that you can enjoy podcasts on a daily basis. Thank you.